Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeonal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris, and today is co-host Sam. How's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Sam? It's going okay. It's been a busy time, but uh, for different reasons than you, but uh, just trying to balance <laughs> work and broadcasting at the same time. And, um, you know, been I had to travel a little bit earlier this month. And so it's just been, it's been a busy month of October and I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> how oh, are you? I feel you. <laughs> uh, well, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't tell, I'm a little bit more, what would his word be? Subdued than normal? Yeah, that's a good yeah. word for it. That's good. It's ju- it's called jet lag. And um, <laughs> as much as it is, we're recording this on Wednesday, the 25th of October at 8 p.m., but it's 8 p.m. Pacific. And uh, to my body, which is still fighting jet lag, uh, that's what is it? That's got to be like four or five o'clock in the morning in Copenhagen. So, um been slowly adjusting over the last week we flew into the west coast uh, almost a week ago and since then we've traveled over to vancouver island we have officially secured a place to live and also just secured a car so all that completely jet lagged and not knowing anything about the island because we've never been here before wow. but uh, i've got a beautiful view of of uh souk bay an absolutely stunning Airbnb, the best Airbnb we've ever stayed at in like 20 something Airbnbs at this point. The view is surreal. Having uh, whales swim by and as of about a half an hour ago, making sure we quickly got inside because the bear is out. Um, (laughs) So they warned us when we got here and then we from another place that we actually secured, they're like, yeah, the bear's been seen a lot lately, but you know, it's the salmon are coming in. So uh, the whales are going to be showing up more frequently, and uh, the bear that the, there's a bear that uses this area as a path. So just you know, be mindful that it it's there. And so we heard it tonight, and and it is is a, it, it's dark, so we couldn't see it, but you could you could hear it. So we're like, let's get back inside right now. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but the but yeah, that's new to me. I'm a suburb kid. Bears in me. Uh, that's not a thing. And my wife's like, ah, you know, I've dealt with bears in the past because she grew up in Canada and, you know, she's, she's had a couple encounters and she's like, she was very fortunate in both situations. Cause I think she said in both situations, they were black bears. But um, uh, for me, that seems like a worst nightmare scenario for me, but I did move here on purpose and by choice. So, you know, <laughs> I think, uh, I think there's nothing better to handle my crippling fear of wildlife in the open ocean, but then move to an Island that has both. (laughs) (laughs) Exposure therapy is what it's called. (laughs) Literally, that's the best way to probably put what this is. But honestly, Vancouver Island is absolutely stunning and uh, very excited to get into the uh, kind of the VIJHL community here. So if you're listening and you're familiar with the VIJHL or the BCHL Island Division, um, reach out. Would love to get the meet up. And, uh, you know, I think the closest team for me is going to end up being the West Shore Wolves of the VIJHL and the, the Victoria Grizzlies of the BCHL. So um, definitely probably expect to start seeing me at some of those games. I see that they play in the Q Center. I think that's what it's called. It's been a long week. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we've been just adjusting the life here that, which again, me and you were talking before we started the podcast, which is kind of what drove the changes for the podcast is, uh, didn't have the bandwidth to continue to watch all the USPHL Western games, but, uh, still, I'm still catching some action, not every game, but I'm definitely catching recommended action. We'll still be dropping at least goalie awards and potentially at least forwards and defenders in the month but probably not a top 10 for forward and defenders. I, again, I feel like I'd have to actually watch every game to give a real hand out to that, but I have watched a bunch of the games already this month, so I have a good feeling. I just haven't watched every game. So we'll still have an awards episode coming up next. It's just going to be a lot less detailed. But yeah, I mean, our view here is beautiful. We're gonna. I'm looking forward to not having to be tired all the time, not waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and not being able to fall back asleep and then as it is eight o'clock here and just being completely shattered such as the, the the couple weeks of moving and we're just in the middle of it now it's nowhere near over <laughs> yeah we got to get our stuff from utah get our stuff from copenhagen we have stuff in ottawa um <laughs> it's oh my goodness yeah the next couple months is going to be rough so ladies and gentlemen you're going to hear the whole journey as you did with the journey over to denmark you're going to hear the whole journey here and uh Again, if you're in the Vancouver Island area, definitely reach out. Super friendly. Here's the one thing. Like being back in Canada, it's just a different cultural thing. So it's super weird to actually see people smile at you here and want to talk to you. I've been in Denmark too long. I, I'm finding it weird for the first time ever. I'm like, why are they talking to me? <laughs> so, why are you so friendly? What, what's, your, what's your end game? You've gotten um, you've gotten too used. To, you went you went from one end of the spectrum to the complete opposite end of the spectrum on that. <laughs> yeah, straight to Canadians. They're just like immediately talking, immediately cheerful. Just hand me my Timmies, and I'm going to look at you like I'm a scared goat right now. But I'll recover. I'll get back. Um, <laughs> I feel like doing that like scared goat thing where my legs and limbs all freeze up and I drop to the floor. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, social cues will come back here. It's been a it's been a few years in Scandinavia where you just uh, it's a, just a different mindset. It's just different. Again, ladies and gentlemen, reach out if you want me to watch your games. If you want to know what we're saying all here, but listen to the previous episode where we talk about the changes coming up to the podcast. But I want to get out and see the games here in the in the VIJHL and in the BCHL and and get into the adult hockey community here. Um, I'm still not dropping to a butterfly, so sorry, lads. That's probably not happening anytime soon, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm excited to get out into community here. I've already got kind of a gym lined up and I'm not hundred percent sure where I want to kind of play hockey yet. I'm excited to learn a more a lot again, learn more, a lot of, um, you can tell I'm tired, <laughs> learn a lot more about it. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's new. It's fresh. And again, if you're listening and you're from the island, reach out, especially if you're down here on the southern tip. I mean, again, I can't get over just the stunning natural beauty of this location. And I spend my basically half my day standing on the patio watching the seals. When you leave a big city like Copenhagen and you literally come out to a city that I think is 15 or 16,000, it's a change, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in. And yeah, and it, you're just learning everything else at that point. Like there's a lot, there's a lot to do in the next few months. So uh, reach out if you want me to watch your games. I've watched some games already with, with some of the players. And so, you know, I've gotten requests um, from people as well about 
getting some updates out there about the fantasy league. I know we wanted to cover it a lot better this year and we're going to continue to cover it. Uh, it's just a really, and I guess uh, for all of us in the league, you guys still see my daily updates. I still do the points. We still know who's in the lead, who's having a good week, who's not having a good week. Um, Whenever you're free, of course, because you've been extremely busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and it's completely dark, I just look at the, you know, I spend there like an hour or so looking at the NAS night's games, trying to pull points, pulling stats for the future awards episodes. I just sit there for hours, just running stats and numbers and then having that good time, but very limited time on, on watching the games, but really we've, we've had some active, active players. And I think we all drafted incredibly well so far. I mean, I'm pretty happy with myself last year. I never got above third. Literally. I think I was like 0.2 points at one point from being in second place, but I never even got to touch second last year. I've been in the lead the whole time and I love it. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure that feels great. I think I'm going to slide <laughs> right into your role to be honest here, but uh, <laughs> just cause I'm looking, I keep looking up at you and the ice wolves over there, but it's been a lot of fun so far to just kind of like be so curious about all these different box scores and all these different teams and how they're doing. And just, obviously been given kudos to you and Heath on, you know, the research that you guys did. Um, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun to be a part of so far. Um, I've always loved fantasy sports, you know, just generally, but I, I like the different, the different ways that we get to think about things in terms of this league and, you know, all these young kids that we're rooting for across the NCDC and, and the USPHL. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting to watch um, some of these players like, you can look at stats, and I've done that in, in, in previous years. You know, looking at what the, we've done in previous uh, different leagues, different teams, seeing what they've been able to do here in the USPHL. Like, I mean, I picked up uh, from your Rogue Valley Royals, Andres Kell, and wow, has he been one of my top point producers? Oh, my goodness. Um, he's unbelievable. Him and the Cape, he is. I mean, he's Watching him play has been incredible. I, like I also acquired Caden Larock Wolf at the beginning of the season, and he was really lighting it up for me. Mario Paganini has come on fire. Um, <laughs> my team is Connor Dumino, Emil Telefa, and Sil or ETA, and then uh, I've since acquired Loic Saint Denis Lacombe from San Diego. And you know what? Uh, my goalies have been doing incredible. I still have my same defensive core of Preston Law, Pitts, Luke Foss, and Logan Walls. And then uh, I think looking at my whole team here, I've only made two changes in forwards uh, by acquiring Jack Henson from Pueblo. And I'm going to say it's Magzan Sagadiev from the Utah Outliers. Beyond that, my team is basically maintained. They've been incredible. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> They've been they've been good. So like let's talk about uh, some of your boys. Who's been really standing out recently? I mean, Sostrom from Fresno has been unreal. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody was just well, especially me was just like, how is Noah person putting up the numbers that he's putting up? Like that's unbelievable. It's it's literally video games that he's playing there. But I've been very happy that I got Sostrom. Um, and Allport did very well for me this past weekend. Um, but I've been very happy with Joe Gronholz because I didn't, I didn't know too much about him. I just kind of looked at his elite prospects, you know, based off previous years and kind of felt 
felt like he might be able to put up some points and he's been pretty consistent so far this year and it's been a lot of fun to see to see guys like him perform well um so yeah like him and him and Sostrom have been kind of like my two two main guys plus some goalie situations you know have worked out so far and Wolinek Wolinek I did I I was I I was impressed with him you know seeing him in person last year and I didn't know you know what sort of role he was going to get in Seattle because that was already a pretty good team, but it looks like he's already in like the first or second line possibly for that team. And he's been putting up numbers alongside, um, Oh, who's the other player from Seattle that I know is doing well. He's on a different team. I don't know. I can't find him right now, but that he's left for a different team. I don't know for uh, Jesse Aitken. Oh, Jesse James like, Aitken. Yeah. Yeah. He's part of um, the uh, Mallard menace. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. It, the two of them have been putting up some numbers this year. So it's been a lot of fun to, to see that work out. I mean, they've both been doing great. I mean, I know Reese Doyle for you with the Ontario Junior Reign. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm really impressed with the numbers he's been dropping. Kai Rivas, when he's active, you know, is a big point getter for you. Um, it, it looks like they Bellingham, have a stronger. Sorry, Bellingham's just like an interesting situation because it seems like they've got three goalies at the moment who they're they're pretty comfortable with playing, and they've been putting they've been putting up a fight against you know Seattle and some of these other teams in our division so far this season and they they look to be stronger uh not just on the back of Mackenzie Bolger but possibly on the back of their goaltending already this year yeah they've got a really good like I would say like trio right now like I know Braden Baxter's part of there I don't he hasn't gotten a lot of games but really that like you said the kind of trio they got right now uh between Miller Sharma and Rivas is really impressive they've all got really good numbers they've had really amazing games I'm actually surprised Bellingham isn't winning more with it's kind of like they're getting those kind of close losses yeah or or when you see the games the numbers are just kind of skewed or games look more off than they actually were so i think it's just a team that's got a mesh still uh they do have a lot of new blood on the team and i think uh as it learns to mesh it's just gonna continue to get even better but yeah their their goalie situation there is it's truthfully really impressive now those are our teams, but when you talk about the other teams uh, in the fantasy league, you're also talking about like we've already kind of mentioned the Mallard Menace. So let's move on with them. Uh, that is uh, Justin Monroe's team, and uh, you know he's got Leventa Hagadus, uh, Lucas Jacina, and Mattis Trinka in net. He's got Teddy Hember, Joel Larinsis, and Gavin Kolbuck on D, and then his forwards are Jack O'Rourke, Max von Killingraf, Scott Slayback, Andre Mataz. Mackenzie Bolger, so he picked him up. Uh, yeah. Arrow Larilla and uh, yeah, Larilla uh, from Lake Tahoe. He's been putting up some really good numbers. He oh, also yeah. picked up Jackson Taylor, Jesse James Aiken, and Christian Dixon. And here's the thing: like we just have Jesse Aiken on our sheet, but you automatically know when you see Jesse, it's Jesse James Aiken. But um, yeah. <laughs> really, really good team he's put together. He's been struck with the injury bug, which he's not alone with that. We're not going to name him, but when he picks up a player, they end up getting hurt. <laughs> he has to sit there and wait for them to miss three games. So his players that have been regularly there have been producing well, but it's kind of like it happens, but it happens in real sport, right? I mean, this is real sport, but in our fantasy league, some fantasy teams just get hit with the injury bug. And uh, that's been kind of the Mallard menace and the poutine passe. So that's Steve's team. And He's got Nikita Volsky from Pueblo, Aiden Patterson from Long Beach, and Carson Shrimpton from Seattle and Net. And then on D, he's got Philip Ozani from Vernal, 
Cooper Cantola from Ontario and Johnny Gunn from Lake Tahoe. His forwards include KJ Edwards from Bakersfield, Presley Toth from Bernal, Cameron Cross from Casper, Sean Tyree from Ogden, Martin Kerpiznik from Idaho, Chase Perry from Bernal, SJ Lecomte from Rock Springs, Amit Bentov from Long Beach, and Connor Purdue from Fresno. The listeners can't see it, but you guys can see like every single time a player misses a game, I make an annotation so that we can all track when you may or may not release a player. Like you look at like Goldie, he's had a player that's missed six straight games. So he, not only has he missed six straight games, but that's a cumulative six games and Goldie ain't giving him up. He's like, no, I'm holding on to him. Like we don't have to release a player if they're not playing because you have that risk factor of like, well, I know when the player comes back, they're going to light it up. So I'll just deal with the fact that they're missing games right now. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, because Goldie's got in that he's got Sam Peterson from Vegas, Ethan Jordan from Fresno, and Nicholas Pear from San Diego. On D, he's got Benaldi from Vegas, Drew Mazza from Long Beach, and Marcus Glenn from Casper. And then his forwards. Well, actually, he's got another defender because there's no rule against having more than three. You just have to have a minimum of three. He also picked up Wilson Clare from Pueblo. But he's got Noak Person from Fresno, uh, Dimitri Foriasis from Ogden, who I believe, congratulations, just wow. pretty sure he's 100th game or he's gotten more than 100 points or he's in the top 10 of Mustangs point getters all time, something crazy like that. I mean, he's uh, He's been putting up numbers so far this season. I've been I've been seeing that name a lot whenever I look at the NCDC box scores. <laughs> yeah, Goldie, uh, Goldsmith, guys. Sorry, Goldsmith, uh, Heath. He really drafted well. I mean, his net minders are incredible. His defenders are putting up points. And, his, and yeah, he's the one that's kind of taking a caveat of taking that extra defender because he saw the potential in Wilson Clare and snagged him up instead of picking up another uh, forward. But he picked up George Goodwin in Idaho and David Duminell from Bakersfield, Litzinger or Jackson Litzinger from San Diego, uh, Jace Bodnar from Ontario, Vaklev Sadivi from Seattle, and just recently as well, David Ukin from the Utah outliers so and okay so he picked up david ukin and i was really honest you might hear that name again real soon on this podcast but he has been having a month with the utah outliers ukin's play like if if anybody gets a chance and you've got flow hockey out there to watch an outliers game within about a couple shifts you're going to realize which player is david ukin He's that noticeable so far this season. He was noticeable last year because he was one of the few players that's um, was with the team uh, last year that's with the team this year. But this year, he's just taken his game to another level. That's awesome. He's been really, really impressive this year. So really good pickup there recently by uh, by Goldie's team, the Ice Wolves. I know you were, and then, you were a little bummed about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, there's... If a forward or a defender are – if they miss a, a few straight games, I almost always just immediately release them and wait for them to be healthy again. And if I, if I get the chance to pick them back up, I do. And I do the same thing with goalies. If you're going to win the fantasy league, again, it's all different strategies, right? I did it last year, and I, I think I finished fourth. So my strategy didn't work. But I'm sticking with it this year. And I'm like, if you miss three straight games, I'm probably just going to drop you and pick up somebody who's active. If the situation comes back around and that player's lighting it up again, I could risk not being able to pick up the player again because I, you know, one of our rules for the league or somebody, some other team, which 
has already happened this season. And I know it happened last year multiple times where if you release a player, you take that risk of not being able to pick them back up. And somebody else is like, well, now that I can release this player, I'm going to snag that player that you decided to, because we don't have scratches. So you take that risk of dropping a, a player and losing them in the event that you can't pick them back up. So, um, yeah, it's, it is what it is, but that's kind of what makes it fun. It's, it's fantasy, right? So, yeah, you know, we, we all want to win and some people refuse to release a player. Cause they're like, no, if, when they get healthy, I don't want to have to try to reacquire them by waiting for the opportunity to do so. Cause I can't just be like, you know what? You know, I'm going to drop this player right now because I just I feel like this player can get more points. I can't do that. I have to wait for a legitimate release reason to release a player. Uh, I can't just release him because I would think another player might get more points. We don't we don't have that rule. Now, if we if we have a fantasy league next year, I might allow trades because people can come up with a lot of different strategies with trades. But yeah, we'll see. That can get extra complicated. But um, that could be interesting for know. sure. But I think <laughs> another thing that's like just been tough is just the inconsistencies in how many games are being played, mostly in the USPHL for each team. Like, like in like looking at the NCDC standings, it looks like pretty much every team in that Mountain Division or Western Division, whatever it's called, has played like around eight to ten. But then in the USPHL, you've got a team like like Bellingham or Fresno that's only played like six or eight games or something. And then like Rogue Valley's played like 14. So yeah. it just, it all like even out eventually, but obviously yep. early in the season, you're just like, dang it. I've just like, I've got this zero just sitting there. <laughs> like, and you know, it's not, it's not the player's fault. It's just the fact that they don't have any games scheduled. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's kind of the, the ebbs and flows. And that's where you can gamble. Um, you can gamble like with, with, I definitely play the odds when I can. And I'm like, okay, well, I like this goalie. But looking at the schedule, they don't play for the next two weeks. I can release them because they've missed more than six games. And this team has a bunch of games in the next two weeks. So uh, I'm going to pick up this goalie and release this goalie. And you you run the risk of never being able to pick up that goalie again or someone else snagging them, which, again, happened multiple times last year. That's the risk factor. But I'm like... This goalie is not playing for the next two weeks because the team ain't playing. And this goalie is playing not only in these two weeks, but they got a showcase series. Like if I can pick up a showcase goalie, hell yeah, I'm going to try. Um, but it's also, do I run the risk of releasing a goalie? And which I did that. Like I literally released a goalie, uh, you know, early into the season. Cause I'm like, okay, they're not getting enough starts. And I think I can snag this goalie who looks like he's about to start. It's taking up a bunch of starts. And the second I pick up that goalie, He's only gotten a start and the other goalie has played a couple of great games and I'm just watching going, of course, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it, it is the literal risk factor with uh, choosing kind of play the odds. Sometimes, sometimes it's worth just not doing anything. I see different strategies playing out, but again, you're like you said, sometimes there's teams that have only played four or five games, um, which means if you have a goalie from one of those teams, they've, probably only paid maybe two games, three, if they're the starter. And then you have a team like Rogue Valley that's maybe played 14 games and that goalie's just locking in all the starts. So it's fun though. It's, it's a lot of fun to talk about these players. And like you said, to, to kind of watch how it unfolds this season. And then you, you finish with like the fighting beavers right now, which is Sebastian's team. 
Um, and he's got Loic. I'm, I'm going to say it's main guy Kapol from the Utah Outliers. I think that's how I'd pronounce it. It's also super dark here, and I'm trying to read super little lettering. Uh, he's got Leo Tukowski from Casper, Caden Entra from Lake Tahoe. Uh, on defense, he's got Stephen Blangino, Emil Rodriguez, and Keegan Clark, Fresno, Bakersfield, and Bellingham, respectively. And I, looking at his trio right there, just with Blangino, Rodriguez, and Clark, I'm thinking with looking at everyone else's names here, right? I'm just going through everyone's list. I think he probably has the best defenses the trio so far this he season. Does. Yeah, uh, Blangino and Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean they're they're lighting it up. Blangino, especially like he, he's uh, he was great last season, and he's just stepped it up this season to another level. And on the forward side, you've got uh, he's picked up. Let's see, I'm going to slaughter his name here. I got to zoom in close. Uh, <laughs> Odian Gormistev. Oh yeah, he said he's picked up a road. I think it's Rodian Gormistev from Vernal. Oh, uh, yeah. I got to see him um, not this past weekend, but the previous weekend, Gornostayev. Um, yeah. yeah. He he had a great, great few games against Rogue Valley. Um, and I think that was a that was a solid pickup and a great move by him. Yeah, it, it, that was a good pickup by him. And like that's again, like you see, you know, some of us making different moves. And uh, when he picked him up, I'm like, OK. And I'm like, wow, OK, yeah, he's the kids lighting it up. Uh, but then he's got Francois Xavier, uh, Mario's from uh, Bakersfield, William Donna from Rock Springs, Peyton Stark from Ogden, and Peyton Stark's been really impressive so far. Austin Tessier from Lake Tahoe, Cooper Frank from Ogden, Noah Morrency from Vegas, Gavin Frack from Vegas, and Keegan Kazikwicks from Seattle. So, and then you, like you said, the certain rosters, uh, on our fantasy league have not had as many starts as other rosters like i don't know what i'm doing right but i've won what two of the five weeks so far probably um, at least at a minimum <laughs> no no i have i've only i think i've won the first week and i won the most recent week but these middle weeks i think you won a week uh the ice was won a week and the passe i think won a week um Good so speech. yeah he's and you know his team's like I, I mean as much as the mallard menace have a bug right now like the passe um I don't know. Like his, his players that are active perform well, but the amount of inactivity on his team has been incredible. Like he'll get a player and like, whether it's the timing in which the team he has that picks up a player or the amount of games missed without, like, it's just, again, this is the, the ebbs and flow of a, of a junior hockey league. I think his timings have been pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm doing the math, I'm like, wow, this player missed another game, but they like played one game, but they may have played very little shifts because of, okay, that's a nursing injury feel like I can engage. Like if they missed this game and then they played this game and they only played no points and then they missed the next game. I'm like, that seems like an injury plan. Like let's see, get him, get him back on the ice. He's going to be a fourth liner this game. Not a lot of minutes. And uh, yeah, Steve's team has been really hit by the, uh, I think the injury bug. Um, so the Mallard Menace and the, the Posse are battling through that. And then, um, yeah, I don't know, me and, me and Heath did something right. Because, uh, I mean, you've <laughs> yeah, had some good research. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely spent our time researching it. God knows I built this league. So I had 
it, like when I told you I had a list of over 150 players I was targeting priority ranked based off of the projected totals I saw the player getting this season, I had that. Like, yeah, I have the right. evidence of it. Yeah, it's well, no, I did that last year and I finished fourth, man. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, so, note to the audience maybe it doesn't work out every year, maybe it just works out some of the time. Well, you see all those memes, right, for the fantasy football guys when, I don't know, I don't play fantasy football, and maybe I'll get into it eventually one year, but the guys were like, they spend those 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 funny memes where they spent hours and hours building these things and doing that, and now they're 0-4, 0-5, and, yeah. and they're like, and they have like, their, they got the meme of them like putting on the clown face. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. there's like, there's so much numbers and research to look at, and it's just... It, it's sometimes you know spending the time can work and sometimes you spend so much time and it doesn't work out and you feel like an idiot <laughs> yeah i did a lot of research and i'm glad right now it's making me look smart but i'm just barely edging out truthfully barely edging out the ice wolves like well i mean you could give a we give a uh standings update with the the point totals for each team if you like yeah yeah i should do that so right now i mean uh, the Hangry Pandas, my my team is in the lead with 499.85 points. The Ice Wolves stand at 443.35. Your Laser Sharks are at 427.65. The Fighting Beavers are at 359.15. The Mallard Menace are at a clean 335. And the Poutine Passe are at 322.25. So right now I'm, I'm holding a lead. But last season... Uh, the Justin's team, which is this season, the Mallard Menace, he had, I think he was in the lead the first six weeks and he finished dead last. Um, wow. Yeah. And then you had Brendan, who is at the bottom to start the season. Uh, within a month and a half, he had climbed past everybody and he never looked back. He held on the whole season. At one point, he was so far ahead of us that we all just knew we were fighting for second. Like, <laughs> well, he had a combination of Moraldo and Muri. And oh I think at one point, I think he even had a Lexington. So I'm like, well, this isn't fair. Like, <laughs> if you think I'm good at my my information and stats, Brendan destroys me when it comes to that stuff. Like he, not only can he literally, no, no, I guess not can he, not only does he have the stats to back stuff up, if I drop a player's name in there, he'll immediately start spitting out stats on that player. I was just like, what the hell do you know this much about every single one of these players? <laughs> well, you know, because he came out of this Minnesota high school program and I'm like, I didn't know like cook in Minnetoka, Mintock. Okay. Yeah. He looks like he's from Minnesota, something Minnetoka, something like, how the hell do you know all this stuff? <laughs> Brendan just did that. And he, he proved that. I think maybe he felt so bad for the rest of us this year. He didn't enter. Or I just like, you know, what? I'm not going to be on that credit. He was scared. Cause you know, he, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't, you know, repeat there. So I'll yeah. give him the credit. I, I appreciate the fact that he's not in the league this year. Let's put it that way. He would be embarrassing all of us. Let's let's be honest. So, uh, but no, he's a. Uh, he, he, I think he's got a. I know he's been broadcast. I mean, he's a he's the broadcaster for the uh, the the Noco Owls there, uh, the baseball team. For those of you who don't know know what that is, but um, and I know I think he covers UNC's uh, women's soccer team, but I think also. I don't know if he's now the 
the grits broadcaster or if he just periodically posts grit stuff, but I have to reach out to him and see if he's now with the, the NHL's uh, Colorado grit. I mean, if he's not the grit still are making a mistake, he should be part of that broadcast team because he's an absolutely incredible broadcaster. I mean, he was probably one of the best broadcasters in the, not one of the, he was the best broadcaster, I think in the USPHL last season. So, um, he won our award in the in the mountain division, but uh, I mean, he was the the stats he can pull and the way he calls an unbiased game is ridiculously incredible, and it's a gift. So, um, hopefully, uh, again, I don't know if he's been if he's with with the grit right now, but uh, I I'm too tired to look into stuff generally. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can we can hit him up at some point, but I'm. Um... That makes me kind of like I don't know how have I not been on an episode with him yet? I don't know. It's kind of funny. Brendan, yeah, we we got to get you and Brendan on the same episode here because uh, I think you two would hit it off uh, talking all your you know your broadcaster stuff there because um, <laughs> the stuff that I kind of understand but also kind of don't like I couldn't do the broadcasting job. I just don't think I don't know. I, I maybe if I gave it a shot, I could, but. It looks, it's definitely harder than it looks. (laughs) Yeah. We, you know, we, we do our best and uh, try our best to have fun at the same time, but also stay focused. And, you know, there's just a lot, it's a, it's a fast sport obviously. And you're trying to process a lot of information all at once. So um, I'm sure you having played the game, I'm sure you take it. You do just fine. Yeah, but I'm a goalie. I don't know if I would. Us goalie, are, us goalies are a special breed. You take that many pucks to the head, and you're just like, you, you, you should be watching the game, but you're also still watching the game as a goalie. Um, I'm sure there's definitely ex goalies out there as broadcasters. If I think I've, I think on it, there's a, definitely a few I can think of already. But I just Brian think it's less common. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, that might be actually a really good uh, segue right now into talking about the sponsor for this episode. And that's going to be DraftKings. You know what? The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of sweetener offer every game day this October. But uh, yeah, my, my bills are too, uh, are too sad to deal with. How about your Niners, man? Do you know the spread on your Niners game this week? Yeah, I mean, we're playing the Bengals. It's been it's been a rough couple of weeks for the Niners after they started off five and zero, and it's it's currently minus six. But we'll see if that if that changes between now and when this episode drops. Definitely give a look at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Look at your odds and uh, put in your bet. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. 
In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. I wish DraftKings could help me figure out my odds of success rate and actually beating jet lag right now. <laughs> because I think with all the, the moving around, again, I haven't been able to watch as much hockey, haven't been able to much watch as much football or Aussie rules because like the AFLW is kicked back up. Um, I know baseball season's wrapping up. I think something happened recently. I don't know. I think Arizona was a big deal on TikTok yesterday. I don't. Did they win something? Did they win at all? Yeah, the they, uh, oh, they. For real, they, they didn't. Arizona? They, didn't the, they didn't win the championship. Oh. Okay. Um, but they they were the underdog against the Phillies. Um, they were down three two in the series, best of seven, and they went to Philadelphia and won both games. Damn. To go to the World Series. <laughs> oh, I have to reach out to my Phillies friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome okay the memes are making sense now see i'm so out of it right now. That, that is a-okay you've been a very very busy person and this is the least the least of your worries now that america america has won with both the astros and the phillies losing but anyways <laughs> i think i saw that meme too when yeah. the astros lose everyone america. else wins <laughs> yeah <laughs> So oh my it's been, God. yeah, there's a ton of, ton of sports happening right now. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been fun to watch some, some UHP, USPHL stuff, fun to get back into the professional hockey stuff too. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not watching my team, but that's because I have so little expectations that they can't even trip over the bar, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> it was fun to see Steve and his mullets um, on uh, the picture that he sent us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve's been uh, not only that, but has he been sending you his Halloween decorations as well? Or is that no? Just I would love to see okay. them though. <laughs> I'm gonna mess. It. Hey, Steve. If you well, Steve's never listening to this. Steve he's doesn't. Listening. <laughs> he, he's like, I'll do a podcast. I will never listen to one of my podcasts. I'm like, dude. What if you're not on it? Why wouldn't you listen? He's like. Have you realized how little time I have in my life? I'm like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, so like for me, man, like I've just been, like I said, when I'm trying to just, I guess it's been, okay, moving is stressful. So for anyone out there, like moving can be really stressful. Sports can usually relieve me of that stress. Um, I just dive into like, I haven't been able to watch as much college football this year either. I'm just like, as a sports fanatic, this is my favorite time of year. And I am just not watching much of it. I mean, the good thing is like right now as I, you know, digress, I don't know if it's like tired ADHD or what, but like I was able to get that. I don't know what that's called, but I've got my new mic that you listeners have definitely appreciated, but then you didn't because I didn't have the, whatever this protector is in front of it uh, that prevents all the, like the, the popping peep, you know, the peep, 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 peep type sounds. Pop, and the pop the, filter. Yeah. And so this thing's incredible. And I was able to finally, this podcast, I'm hoping it sounds amazing. I've been putting a sock on my mic. 
I always make sure it's a clean sock. Trust me. Um, I put a sock on my mic because apparently it was supposed to help. And it really did. I was stunned how something so simple could really reduce some of the the crap. I wish I would have known that for like the mic I've been using for the last two years. You, you listeners would be probably a lot happier. Um, is that why you sound you, a little quieter at the moment? It probably is. Um, is it that so quiet? Much more sense now. <laughs> Like you're, uh, you're still loud enough to like be able to be heard, but like I have my hey, phone at max volume right now. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. I, I think also it's just, I am tired. Um, so I'm definitely not talking. So plus I'm in an Airbnb and it's almost nine o'clock at night and trying not to be too loud for our host. It's again, it's a, this property is incredible. It's like I said, 22 something Airbnbs in that we have, because it shows you how many times you stayed. So it's not like I study it. Like when you're on Airbnb bench, it's just like 22 times. It's like, oh, okay. But we, I mean, we stayed in what, 22 Airbnbs since we, I think we did our first one in Australia back in the October 2016. We, we stayed out in St. Kilda outside Melbourne. That was our first experience not using a hotel. I think that was also like peak Airbnb. What's weird lately <laughs> is like there's been a couple bands. As I've been on this move, I've you get, moves are stressful, right? I've, I've mentioned this, and moves are stressful, and like just been there's been some bands, man. Where and this is something people have brought up too on the podcast. So some of our listeners have brought up specific things, like yes, we're a hockey podcast. We've talked a lot of hockey. That's what that's what people want. They want us to talk hockey. That's what we're going to talk. But we used to do these bonus episodes, which apparently some of you really miss, where we would just talk unedited. It sometimes could have involved hockey, but it was like all the conversations that we generally have, Sam, before and after a podcast, we used to keep recording that and listeners liked it because they got to know a lot more about us. And uh, that's how our our listenership actually went up pretty substantially was, you know, after kind of the hockey talk, you know, if, if people are on a road trip or they're just at the gym or something and we're just talking about random crap, like... I bring that up because, like, perfect. what was? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you you haven't been on an episode with Jack Jones yet. Uh, he he's been on the episode a few or the podcast a few times now. He's an ex Ogden Mustang now with Weaver State, uh, ex Ogden Mustangs captain. In fact, it, it crushed me a little bit, and I realized I was old because we were talking about music on one episode, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, he we we listened to some of the music he had on his uh, kind of his workout playlist to go into a Mustangs game." And uh, he listened to ours or mine. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I really like the old school hip hop. And I'm like, what do you mean old school? <laughs> <laughs> how old, how quote unquote old school are we talking here? Are we talking like when he was a baby? Like, because if so, that's not old school. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like my workout playlist pretty much consists of like, I know it's old school now, but I'm like, when he said it, it just kind of crushed me. I officially knew I was old because I'm like, bro, like. It's it's Tupac and LL Cool J and Waka Flocka Flame and Three Six Mafia and he's like yeah it's good old school I'm like fuck you kid (laughs) 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 uh, by the way shit I am old aren't I Um, but uh, but yeah like with all the stress of like moving around I'm like some bands have really really stuck out and people like what have you been listening to lately i'm like i don't know i listened to this and so i'm like yeah why am i not talking about this stuff on the podcast we used to talk about music like steve specifically steve if you haven't heard it loves i mean it's dumb most of us love music but like super passionate like his his man cave is basically hockey and music 
Oh man. I don't know. There's some bands out there that I just, there's a bunch where I listen to them a lot now. I go through ways. I think all of us go through those ebbs and flows of different, what am I into right now? What, what band am I constantly listening to? And so like for me right now, like the big ones are like Ocean Alley. Uh, I believe they're Australian, but dude, their songs are just, give them a listen. Ocean Alley has been really good. Uh, Dope Lemon. I've been loving some Dope Lemon lately. Weird awesome album covers love that too i've been listening to lord huron for years and i've got them on vinyl and everything and my hopefully i can be reunited with that vinyl here very soon because i got them on vinyl before i even left for denmark so i've i've been listening to lord huron for at least four five six years now the dead south they're kind of like a canadian folk band i think they're out of Manitoba or Saskatchewan. I want to say Saskatchewan. When I say Manitoba, I want to say I'm leaning towards Saskatchewan. Man, I discovered them back in, I think, around the time frame I moved to Utah in like 2016, 2017. I uh, was listening to them for years. And then honestly, the whole time I'm in Denmark, I really didn't listen to them as much. And I think they visited like Aarhus. And I, I think I was getting tickets and then something happened and I couldn't go. And I think Sticky Fingers came there too. So I, I say that too, because I think Sticky Fingers is another group that I, I think they're Australian as well. Both of them came to Denmark when I was there and I just wasn't able to get to the concerts. I think at least Sticky Fingers, I believe, was at least in Copenhagen. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they're out in Aarhus as well. I can't remember. Uh, I'm not a big live music guy. I will say that. I have a lot of friends that are into live music and going to live music and going to bands. And live music really isn't my thing unless it's jazz. I love jazz. I don't know, man. Like I, for whatever reason, live music for me, I, I like it in the right scenarios. I like maybe from live bands like that. I like more intimate settings. Yeah. Cause I remember going to blues bars in St. Louis when I lived there, like my buddy, uh, my mentor, uh, before he passed away, he was really into like, he's the one that kind of got me into like blues and jazz. Of course. I mean, I moved to St. Louis, so oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and he just he just knew all the spots. So we'd go there and we'd listen to music. And I don't know, like that the, that's resonated with me since. Like, I like the ballet with the live music. Uh, you get to the ballet. I like going to like. I like orchestra stuff. Yes, I like orchestras. Yeah. And I was trying that's to like fantastic. Philharmonic. Yeah, I love that. I love going to like, because I got some absolute favorite composers that I could go and listen to all day long. It's for me, when it comes to like a, a concert, I want it to be kind of a. A peaceful setting. I don't want to be up and shouting and screaming. That's for me at sports games. That's sports game, Chris. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, two different versions of Chris. I see. Yeah, but when it comes <laughs> to music, if I'm if it's live, I want to vibe. I just maybe that's why I moved to British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like a, a lot more, of music, a more peaceful, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, sports is my where I get out my. I don't know. But I got to get out there. I like playing life, live, you know, I like playing sports. I like watching live sports. I like going to live sports games. But the other side of me, when it comes to music, it's just that's the polar opposite. I want to chill. Uh, if it's a nice jazz record I throw on, you know, a soft little glass of uh, of whiskey there. Well, now whiskey gives me heartburn, so... <laughs> I don't know what I'm oh, drinking no. now when it comes to that, but I, I used to like sit there, sit there with a nice glass of Talisker, you know, and it's not glass. Like you, you pour a finger and you sip on that for like an hour plus. I, I see people just straight up slam back a glass of whiskey. I'm like, 
Oh God. Like it's, it's doable if it's cheap, sure. Whatever. It doesn't have great flavor, but if you're drinking like a good scotch and you back that, like I, there's people I see what sometimes when I go out and I mean, teach their own, you know, I guess I'm throwing judgment out there, but if you get a really nice glass of whiskey and you just pound that back, well, why, why? <laughs> I think we were, I think I bring that up because I forgot where we were on this most recent European adventure and somebody ordered shots of, Oh God. I, I don't remember what the whiskey was. I don't drink. I don't do shots. No good night ever starts with a shot. Um, <laughs> and I, I just, I stopped doing shots when I was in my twenties. <laughs> they're just, they're not good for you, man. They're, they're, I don't know. It's a, I won't say what I think it is, but it's a, some sort of measuring contest. I think sometimes when it comes to shots and so, you know, especially if it's tequila, why man, like no good night starts with tequila. Tequila can be amazing. Like if you find good tequila, don't be pushing that stuff back. Like I think the reason shots exist is that you, they get rid of all the crappy liquor in a bar. Oh. That's crappy liquor. They can charge a lot of money for you add a little bit of liquor in it. You add some extra crap and some extra sugar. You call it some funny name and people are like, yeah. And they take that shot again. Maybe this is old Chris talking to, I'm starting to realize how old I am. So maybe Jack Jones is right. Um, but <laughs> I'm like, but I see, I forgot what it was, but they ordered shots of, I'm, I'm going to make it up right now, but it was a good scotch. So maybe shots of like Lafroig. And I'm like, are you high? You're going to order shots of like Lafroig 16. If you order a shot, four shots of Lafroig, you just spent like 50 bucks right there and you're just slamming back an amazing scotch. That's meant for sipping. It's meant to enjoy. It's meant to taste. If you want to, you know, but that's people like trying to impress like, yeah, give us shots of Lafroig or whatever it was. It wasn't Lafroig, but it's in that realm of it was a good, good scotch. And uh, was it McAllen? It was McAllen. That's what it was. It was like McAllen 20 or something like that. And I've they ordered shots. Yeah, and they, er they ordered shots of it. And I'm like, oh, so you don't know anything about what you're drinking. <laughs> because if, if, you, if you order McAllen, you order that, and then you sip on that, that, that very expensive finger for like at least a half an hour at least a half an hour because that is such a complex and amazingly flavorful scotch. Why would you ever just down that? Get the cheapest crap they have on the, like get that. I won't name anything I think is cheap, but we all know the super cheap ones. Order that one. That's literally a couple bucks a shot and slam it back. If that's what you want to do, but God, it's so painful. I don't know. I guess because it's so expensive too. I see that as night and I know how expensive it is. And I'm like, you have to, you either don't know what you're doing or you have so much money to blow that you think that's your cheap shot option. I don't have that sort of money. So if I'm ordering a McAllen, which I don't, McAllen's not necessarily one of my favorites. Again, I like Talisker. I like Obin. Uh, but again, I don't drink, I don't really drink spirits anymore because now that gives me heartburn. So yeah, I'm old. Um, but well, like my father-in-law warned me. He's like, uh, like he's like, oh, you really like scotch? I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, I can't drink it anymore. It gives me heartburn. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> oh, year man. a year later, I, I I started like, man, I'm like, I'm getting these chest pains. Like, what the hell is this? It's heartburn. When when I was getting it, when I was finishing my nice, my beautiful, beautiful bottle of Talisker, and I was like, 
this isn't fair. This doesn't feel right. Yeah. So eh, as you get older, things change. Like that's why I'm excited though. They like get into adult league here. And the healthiest version of me is the version of me that's playing sports and hiking. I so I can't wait to get back on the ice. And then what I think they need here on Vancouver Island, if again, if anybody listening knows where it is, uh, they had it in Buffalo and it was incredible for an older goalie like me recovering from a massive, you know, massive surgery. They had development leagues for adults that wanted to learn how to play hockey and they broke it up into segments. They, they would assess your skills and be like, okay, you're going to be in this group. And they had like multiple levels of them. If you're like the basic beginners, just learning how to skate plus learning how to hold a stick, take a shot, the basic rules of the game. When you're physically on the ice, they went through all that stuff. And then they would throw you through little scrimmage games and, and basically point out to you what you should be thinking about and doing during these like scrimmage games. Cause who wants who doesn't just want to play hockey when they're finally on the ice and they have a hockey stick and a puck, but they kind of guide you on what you should be thinking about and doing when you're playing. And if you get too good, they bump you up into the extra development group where you're like, okay, you got all the skill sets. You need to develop your game. So now we get, you can play a little bit more controlled games up here, but you don't want to be with the guys and girls that are still learning how to skate and learning how to hold a stick and, you know, you don't want to put all that pressure on a $300 stick because it's going to become a very expensive sport very quickly. So for me, as a returning goalie from major injury, that was beautiful. I can get on the ice. I'm not expected to jump into like a shinny game. Yeah. But you have these people, they can't get that out of their blood. They can't get that out of their system. They take it so seriously. Like, bro, it's a game. You know, like Brizzy said it, right? It's it's game. Why are you so mad? <laughs> Why you have it's to only game? Yeah, it's only game. Seriously, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's probably the one of the best quotes in all time of sports. It's like, yeah, it's literally it's only a game. It's we're just here to have fun. Like that's the point of sports. <laughs> that's the point for me. It's getting out there, being active, meeting people, making friends. I mean, that's that's what going out and doing this hockey stuff is all about. I want to do curling out here. So curling, hockey. You know, I want to actually get involved in some of the environmental aspects out here. You know, kind of help out on the island where I can and. You know, it's to help out, to, to play sport, to get healthy and to meet people. And uh, hopefully it's our forever location because we didn't just randomly move to this island just to feel it out. Like uh, we kind of did, but we did a lot of thought and a lot of research. And God knows you listeners might have heard some of it, but you, you my fellow co-hosts here have heard it all um, <laughs> about everything we thought, every city, everywhere in the world we thought we were moving for in the last year. And Vancouver Island just stood out. So we just like, this seems like the place that we could actually establish like a foundation in long-term we chose here. And so hopefully in a year, the state's well, and we're definitely choosing to stay here. I mean, we got a one-year lease now, so we ain't going anywhere, but it's probably a lot of rambling on for you listeners right here, as you can hear me battling the jet lag thing, but honestly, this podcast helped because I can just talk my way through jet lag and hopefully next podcast is a little bit more energetic. It will be the awards episode specifically heavily targeted at goalies. And you know what kind of what I'm going to say right now is it's not just going to be the USPHOS goalies, Sam, you're the first one that gets to hear this. And actually, if anybody ever looks at the notes in our shared document, you'll have known this for weeks. But we're also going to probably be talking about our top 10 VIJHL goalies of the month as well. Kind of the standout goalies in the VIJHL and maybe just do top five with them, I'm thinking. 
as there is only 11 teams. I'm not 100% sure how I want to do the VIJHL yet, but you know, I definitely want to get into the VIJHL and BCHL island communities here. So uh, please reach out if you're from the island. I need friends. So you know, <laughs> I think uh, that said, this is a great place to wrap this up. I hope I get to see you at a game down stateside at some point, but uh, that's you know. the goal. That's, I definitely uh, want to make it down to Rogue Valley because I think the ferry from Victoria goes straight into Port Angeles. Oh, nice. I've been there, actually. It's a nice it's a little town. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, you might have to pick me up there. So. <laughs> well, I don't live there, sir. <laughs> I've well, been just there. Just drive up there. Just drive up there, man. It's only a seven-hour drive, right? Uh-huh. It's uh, probably like twice that, but, you know, something like that. <laughs> from Port Angeles to Medford? Well, I'm at Medford's at the bottom of Oregon. Oh, okay. Pretty much. Like I'm closer to, I'm 20 minutes from like the California border pretty much. Oh shit. So you're still Cali. Okay. So you're out there still. Okay. I'm not not in Cali. I'm just, I'm in Oregon. (laughs) Do you ever go through Klamath? I've been there. It's uh, I lived there. It's it's a, you lived in Klamath? I did. Yeah. You know, I was in Klamath once and I, I, I was just, I saw like a full on fight break out at the gas station when I was just trying to pick up chips. Ew. Yeah, that sounds like Klamath. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a story that really happened. So that's what, that's, that's what sticks out to, about Klamath for me. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a lovely location. Um, but, uh-huh. uh, okay, my, that's my... good to know. <laughs> we uh we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date and reach out for your junior or collegiate hockey worlds and wish to get on a future podcast this is the pigeon hockey podcast with chris and sam have a great day hockey fans and remember listeners always clear your creek. <laughs>